0: Hello, hello, beautiful soul. Welcome to another episode of Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. I'm your host, Petia Kolubová, and today's episode is going to be really special because I have with me today, Dr. Benjamin Benelos, and what I really love about his work is, and how I find him, Well, first, I found him through my husband. Thank you, Chris. And second, I was looking at his work and I absolutely love that he used his own healing journey into now supporting so many people with their own healing of autoimmune disease. So I'm really excited to be diving deeper today with you.
1: Excited to be here. Thanks for having me on.
0: Absolutely. So like I said, I like starting my podcast a little bit differently because very often my guests, when they come on, they're like in the middle of the day and working and just running around. And so I like bringing them back into their bodies, get them grounded. So I usually start with a short visual meditation. Would you be open for that?
1: Absolutely. Let's do it.
0: Beautiful. So to start, you can just gently close your eyes so we can go inward. And just get comfortable, just comfortably dropping into your body, taking deep breaths in and out, sinking into this present moment and realizing there is nothing else to do. Just being present, slowing down, allowing yourself to be right here right now. And when you're slowly sinking with your breath and your heartbeat, feeling your body getting more and more grounded, I would love for you to visualize a beautiful sunny day in Thailand. You're walking on a beach, And feeling the fresh air, the breeze on your skin. And you're feeling so fulfilled at this moment. There is so much satisfaction in your heart. And when you are enjoying this day, there's almost nowhere on this beach. It's a beautiful, pristine beach. And the sand just getting between your toes. And you sit down, enjoying the view on a beautiful ocean. And as you're just chilling there, you notice that close by you, there are little kids running around and playing. And one of the little kids, by accident, splashes while on you and He comes to you and apologizes, a little boy around five, six years old. He smiles and he says, who are you? With a little curious voice. What is the one thing you would tell him? What is the one thing you want him to know about you? Not what do you do, but who you really are. What would be your answer?
1: I stand for truth.
0: Hmm. That is beautiful. And I wish our parents all told us that. (laughs) So when you're feeling ready, you can slowly come back to this moment, leaving the beach behind, coming back to your room, coming back to your body, feeling refreshed and rejuvenated. How was your trip to Thailand? Never been easier, huh?
1: (laughs) Yeah. No jet lag.
0: Oh my gosh. I remember when we traveled, you know, to to Bali, that trip felt like never ending, but we had so much fun, like along the way, but like getting there, it made it so worth it. Like the energy is so different from anything else I have ever experienced. So I'm willing that it was a nice experience being a little bit on the beach. (laughs) Definitely.
1: Definitely.
0: So I wanted to um, start, you know, with sharing a little bit about your journey. You know, what led you to be who you are today? And how did you even like find out about your own disease?
1: Sure. So I will say that uh, I was pretty much living a normal life, you know, as normal as it could be um, up until my late twenties, when I started to, um, just notice that something wasn't right, uh, with my health. I, I didn't realize at the time, what was really going on. I just had symptoms. I had, um, really bad chronic fatigue where I was just tired all the time. I was having to drink like three monster energy drinks a day to get through the day. I was having, um, really bad skin issues with like rashes and eczema on my hands. I was having, um, chronic pain that just felt like basically my muscles were sore all the time, and and worst of all is having really bad digestive issues. Where pretty much my digestion was bothering me all the time. After every meal I ate, even when I wasn't eating, so I was always having some kind of digestive issue. And I didn't really know. I didn't wasn't knowledgeable about you know health or disease or medicine or any of this stuff at the time. I was working as an engineer in a uh, in the electronics industry and. Um, and, you know, I understood science, but I definitely didn't understand the human body. So I didn't really have a sense of what was going on. Um, this was, you know, WebMD was around, but there was all these things popping up when I searched for my symptoms. And and so I didn't know much of what to think of it. And I didn't uh, eventually, you know, as things got really bad and it really started to interfere with my life, I finally said, OK, I guess I'll go see a doctor about it. And that experience was not very... Um, was not what i expected i really thought that i would go in there and i would say i have problems a b and c and then they diagnose me with d e and f and then they prescribe me x y and z and then problem solved and life goes on uh i was pretty stunned to find out that it didn't work that way that when you show up with problems a b and c well now a b and c are all referrals off to different doctors we gotta send you the dermatologist for your skin gastroenterologist for your stomach rheumatologist for your muscle pain so on and so forth. And then each one of them is doing their own set of lab tests. And a lot of it's coming up with, oh, we can't figure out what's wrong with you. Guess what? You're okay. All your blood work looks normal. There's nothing, you're fine, go home, everything's okay. Or it's all in your head. And so it it became a very frustrating experience because no one seemed to take me seriously. No one could figure out what the problem was. And then I began to think, is it just in my head? Am I crazy, you know? and so that sort of set me on a journey to figure this out on my own, because I just wasn't getting the help that I thought I would get from the medical system. And so I really was just open to anything at that point. Um, I was willing to try anything because I would tried all the mainstream options and, and they had failed. And really like changing my diet and my lifestyle was kind of the last thing on the list. But I got painted into a corner to the point where it, hey, I was willing to do anything. So why not give that a shot? And that's kind of where, where it all began for me really. Yeah.
0: That's such a fascinating journey. And you know, like very often I am hearing, you know, that some people are just not validated in their pain. Like they're going through suffering, they have symptoms and they're p- being told that there's nothing wrong with you. It's all in your head. I just can't even imagine that it can be happening like nowadays, you know, in in this century that we would be told that it's all in our head knowing in what conditions are we living really so it's just really stunned me and and i'm just blessed that i was always validated and work with professionals that understood and heard me. And, um, so it's, it's really fascinating. And I love that you're saying it so openly because there might be some people who are listening to us and also are feeling unheard and ununderstood. So I'm wondering, Dr. Ben, what led you onto that? Um, you know, like, was there anyone who tell you, like, maybe you just got to start eating better, or was that just your like last resource? Like, OK, maybe I shouldn't be drinking for, you know, energy drinks a day. What was that? What sparked in you? Maybe is the nutrition.
1: Sure. Great question. Um, it, it really came, you know, late in the game because I've been thin my whole life. I never had a problem with my weight. And even though I ate horribly, you know, I, you know, I basically ate, you know, pizza and cheeseburgers and burritos and, um, you know, just like fast food. Uh, for the predominance of an and I never put weight on. So I figured, oh, I have really good genetics. This isn't affecting me. I can just get away with whatever I want, at least for now. Um, and so what really spurred me to, to, um, to try nutrition was because I noticed that the digestive issues got worse with eating, especially like heavy foods, um, and, you know, heavy meals, things like that. And so i said okay well can i find some foods that aren't going to upset my stomach that was all really i i was not thinking holistically big picture like oh this is all connected are you kidding me it's just like you know there's different doctors for each problem it's not connected um and so i just started i thought okay well like i didn't read a nutrition textbook i didn't um give it much thought i just thought okay you know, what would be really healthy for me to eat would probably just be fruits and vegetables. I learned that like the first day of kindergarten, first week of kindergarten, fruits and vegetables are good for you. And they probably won't upset my stomach. Well, maybe I should just blend a bunch of them in a blender. And that way I can just get a lot of them in and then I can drink it and it's less work. And I had this like very lazy philosophy of like, I don't want to learn how to cook. Um, I just microwave everything. And so a blender was kind of like the, the the analog to the microwave where you open it up, you throw the food inside, you close the door, you hit the button. And then like a minute later, you have your food. So this appealed to me. And I just started just taking whatever um, produce I had in the fridge at the time, which normally just stayed there and rotted. I bought it at the grocery store because you're supposed to get it right. Um, well, then I actually started eating it. and um, And I noticed that when I drank a smoothie, even if it didn't taste the best, My digestion, like tolerated a lot better. Um, And so I just started doing this out of just sort of, well, I didn't have any other options like this, this, uh, this will help. This is probably healthier for me anyway. So let's just make smoothies. And um, that was really it. I didn't read a book on it. I didn't watch a video. I just thought just simple arithmetic fruits plus vegetables equals stomach doesn't hurt. And, um, eventually I got to the point, I was like, you know, maybe I should look up some recipes because some of these taste good and some of them don't. And I kind of don't know what I'm doing. Like, I don't think there are rules about how to make these, but like, I just need some ideas because I keep doing the same stuff and it's getting kind of old. And so typing smoothie recipes into YouTube was like a trip down the rabbit hole. It was like, (laughs) okay, now find all these people who are talking about raw foods and raw vegan and um, make it using a juicer instead of a blender and making green juice. And, um, it was this whole other, like realm of, of, uh, recipes and ideas that I just got like infatuated with. I was just like, wow, there's this whole world I didn't know about. And, um, so quickly became very enamored, very fascinated with it all. And it became like my, it became my new hobby, um, was just liquid nutrition, essentially. Um, and so, so that's kind of, that's where, that's where I kind of got into nutrition, but kind of backdoored into it by mistake, because it was just like looking for something I could eat that wouldn't upset my stomach.
0: Oh my gosh. I love your story. Thank you so much for your honesty, you know, like going from the microwave into the blender and making it just easier. And it's amazing how you like stand on it, because I feel like, um, sometimes we like overthink, overanalyze. We we say like, I will do this. I will cook. I will work out. I will do like all these changes. Then we get overwhelmed and we do nothing. So just start where you are, take whatever you can and just add more raw in your life, like add more fruits and vegetables, you know? So it's, it's amazing how your body was able to shift. So how did your journey continue after the YouTube rabbit hole and everything, like, how did you, did you just do only smoothies every day, all day or?
1: Uh, Well, I stumbled across a few people that, you know, this was back in 2010, 2011, who were, you know, for the lack of a better word, influencers who just had channels where they talked about raw foods and, um, again, like plant-based diets and things like that. And, um, in the beginning, it was just sort of like, uh, just make the recipe. And I don't want to listen to you jibber jabber, but like, I kind of just like stuff they started saying, even in the beginning, I was very opposed to it. Uh, I just kept listening. Cause I was kind of just wanted to hear a weird perspective. And then it started to make sense. It started to click. And, um, and so the more I was immersed in that world, the more I was do- it wasn't just like one meal a day. It became, you know, three smoothies a day. And um, I really started to notice that a lot of the other health issues I was having were clearing up. And then that got me inspired to like start reading books and start reading studies. And like, you know, like I just, I, I, um, I had a lot more energy. I had been really chronic fatigue. My energy came back and then it came back to like above where it used to be. And I was just feeling really good and feeling better than I, than I thought I could feel. And it just spurred this excitement about it. And, um, and so like, yeah, one thing led to another, I was like, I'm going to do a 30 day challenge, right? Nothing but raw foods. And that was summer of 2011. And, um, that was really life-changing because I mean, I just felt amazing, amazing doing that. And I was like, wow, th- this is, this is really powerful stuff. And it just, the more I did it, the better I felt. And that made me do want to do it more.
0: Mm. That is amazing. I love it. It just feels like we always get these like breadcrumbs and just taking the next step, the best next steps. And it's really unfold. And it's so fascinating when you think about it, that's like a decade ago. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. And a decade ago, it wasn't like now, right? Like now you have a million of influencers in your face, like with all the recipes and the whys and everything. So when did you turn it into your career when did you start it to help other people
1: um well it was about 10 years ago i um it was actually february of 2012 i said okay this time i'm gonna do 60 days and uh 60 days ended up ballooning into 150 days and that was really transformative for me not only the physical but it started to affect me at the emotional and the mental level because when you're not consuming like all these foods that are like sedating and um, toxic and just to, to a large degree numbing, you start to have to like a lot of repressed traumas and feelings come up to be dealt with. And so I found myself taking inventory of my life. I had just turned 30 and I was like, okay, what, what am I doing here? Because obviously like this whole health thing was a sham. Um, like, like, I'm not really satisfied with my job. I don't really like it. I'm really passionate about this health thing. How can I make this my career? And so I had gotten into meditation. I used to think that was like a totally woo-woo thing. Like if, you know, 12 years ago, you had said, let's begin this call with a meditation. I'd be like, no, I'm not interested in doing that. (laughs) Um, And so it's just a lot of introspection. And so I started just like meditating on the idea of like, What's next for me? Because I'm only really doing this job when I'm 40 or when I'm 50, you know, and um, and so uh, that movie Forks Over Knives came out. I don't know if you've heard of that, but it was. Basically- That's how I
0: became vegetarian thanks to my husband. He played me that movie, and I'm like, I'm done. And then I became vegan. So I'm like, don't show me any more documentaries, or I will go live in a jungle. <laughs>
1: So I, that movie came out like, you know, 2012 or 2011, and I'd been into my journey a short time. And when I saw that, they, they featured these people who are essentially doctors that would put people on a plant-based diet and their, their chronic diseases would mitigate. Um, and they would, you know, they would get them off of medications. And I realized like, wow, that's a thing that you can do. You can be a doctor who uses, you know, uh, food and plants instead of medication and gets people off, like- I'll sign me up for that job. Like, wh- how do I get in, involved in that? That was like, that's what I want to be doing. And, um, I just, I just had this idea of like, okay, I have a science background. I have an engineering background. Like I can, and these doctors that I saw, you know, back a year ago, like, to, to, you know, like I can do a better job with two brain cells than they did. Um, so this can't be too hard. I, I'll figure this out. Uh, so that I just got inspired by that. And then just, Again, just started taking the next step, taking the next step, and then here I am ten years later. so
0: wow, that is amazing, and it's so hope giving because I really feel like it's going back to the basics and you know it's um I would love to hear from you about um i you know, I come from a fitness background, I used to be competing, and like fruit was all the evil because it has the sugars and things like that so I would love to hear your opinion because I still hear, even from like naturopaths, I had a naturopath who told me that I should not be doing fruit because it can be affecting my thyroid in a negative way. I'm like, I love waking up and having for breakfast, fresh papaya or pineapple, you know? So what is your opinion about that?
1: Um, Yeah, I think it's, it's a pretty controversial topic. I don't see why it is, but people like to demonize it. I think one of the main problems is that, you know, we know that sugar is definitely not good for us in the form of like refined sugar. Like if we know we eat a donut, we drink a Mountain Dew, we have a cupcake, we have a candy bar. Like that's pretty much everybody agrees that that's not health food. Um, And so what we've done is we've taken fructose and these other sugars out of plants, whether it's beets or it's corn or it's sugar, cane, whatever. And we've like put it on other things that are unhealthy and um and then of course we, we don't get health as a result. Um and then we go back, extrapolate, and say, oh, well, there's fructose in Coca-Cola, and there's fructose in pineapple. Coca-Cola is bad for you. It must be the fructose that makes pineapple bad for you too. So we do this weird mental gymnastics. Um, and we're taught that, like, oh, you crave sugar. That's a bad thing. That's bad. You don't have the sugar. It's like, no, the body's craving the sugar because it wants the fruit. It doesn't know what a candy bar is. That's not on the map of possibilities, right? So um, it's sending the sugar craving signal so that you eat fruit and you get the nutrition that you want and you're satiated. Well, if you get this, the sweet signal and you don't eat fruit, you have a candy bar, the brain says, well, you didn't get that nutrition that we were expecting. So keep eating more, right? And then people eat eat overeat on processed sugar and they're like, I you know, I eat till I hate myself is what one comedian said. Um, and so it's really like the refined sugar is terrible, but the sugar found in fruit is what the body wants Mm -hmm. because it comes with this complete package of uh, fiber, vitamins, minerals, phytonutrients, stuff like that. And so the science is pretty clear that, um, there's no maximum on fruit. Like the more that you eat, the better your health outcome is going to be. And there's no, like, Oh, at this point, it's too much fruit. And let me tell you, as someone who's been doing this for 11 or 12 years, um, like if there was such a thing as eating too much fruit, I'd be dead by now. Like I would, I, I mean, I've eaten 53 bananas in a day. I've, I've you wow. know, I've done all the stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so fruit is definitely a health food. Um, they may not like it in the bodybuilding world because you have something called glycogen, which is like the way you store sugar. And that th- takes water, right? To store um, store it in your body. And so for this bodybuilding, they want you looking like really leaned out. And so part of that is dehydrating you. So if you're storing glycogen in your system, you're storing water with it. So if you eat a really low carb diet, you'll just basically deplete all your water and dehydrate yourself, which is not good for you, but it looks really good on stage. You look really like lean and thin. Um, so that's generally what happens there, but I think we can both agree that bodybuilding and you know, fitness competitions are not about health. They're about aesthetics, which are not necessarily, you know, always the same lining up.
0: No, no, it's not. And I definitely, I did a couple competitions and I'm done, you know? So, and it's, it's really amazing because it's like intuitively trusting your body. And I don't mean the intuition who tells you like, oh, I'm craving pizza or donut, right? That is not your intuition. That's, you know, like, the programming. But when we moved here in, uh, to Tulum, so I am currently still like healing my, um, thyroid, my Hashimoto. And when we were moving here and I'm working with with a doctor, um, she was thinking because we want to get pregnant to put me on medication. I'm like, it doesn't just like, I don't want to, you know? And, uh, she was like, let's do it just naturally and then see. And that might be just the resource. If you're pregnant, you might need the medication. I'm like, okay, let's see. We moved to Tulum and I had more fruit than I ever had because everything is fresh here, you know, the fresh bananas, papayas, mangoes. I'm still waiting for the season of the dragon fruit. I'm I miss them, but it's so delicious, and my numbers went so rapidly down in like a month and a half. In a month and a half, I got from uh, my doctor telling me I never had anyone with such a high numbers for the TSH into being in the normal, still not as low as we want to, but being in normal. And all I did, it's more nature, being in more water, moving my body more. We don't have a car here, which, you know, coming from United States, not having a car, it's like almost a trauma so walking, moving my body more and doing even more salads, you know, but I personally, like, I gotta tell, I like the sweets. I would rather eat all day fruit than, you know, like then eating salads. Like we have one like big, huge salad a day, but if I could, I would just be doing fruit. So how do we add like more greens and salad? And I'm kind of like, Guessing the answer, but I want to hear it from you. Um, you know, how do we get the nutrition into our bodies? Because my husband doesn't like crunching on salads either.
1: Okay, sure. Great question. So, number one, if the body is enjoying fruit and, um, you know, not craving junk food and you're eating primarily fruit and not as much vegetables, I think that's totally fine. Um, if you are looking to integrate more vegetables and the idea of a salad isn't the best for you, you know, smoothies are great, you know, you can incorporate greens in a smoothie and it might change the color of it, but it's still going to taste really sweet, especially if you use like a tender leafy green, like a lettuce or a celery or a, or a um, baby, baby spinach or something like that. Um, So I think, I think smoothies are a great way to do that. Um, Yeah. And then of course you can also juice greens as well. So, um, you know, there's plenty of green juice recipes and um, that's another way to just, concentrate the nutrition because yeah, people don't like to, we're not gorillas where we're going to just sit there and just crunch, crunch, crunch. I mean, some people do, there's nothing wrong with that. It's a good approach, but like at the end of the day, like a lot of us got to live our lives and do our thing. So if we can, you know, pre chew that in the form of a smoothie or a juice, it adds a convenience factor for sure.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much, Dr. Ben. And I'm wondering for the person who is listening right now and they're still going through their healing and maybe they feel that they're not hurt or didn't connect with someone who can really help them and understand them up until today, of course, after listening this, um, what is the one thing you want them to know?
1: The one thing I want them to know is that the body is a self organizing self-replicating self-healing uh Mm. organism so it has the capacity to heal itself the only thing is you can't get in the way okay so if there are obstructions to that healing they have to be removed if you're providing the body the right conditions to do what it's supposed to do it'll do a brilliant job at this you just talked about this you're in tulum you're eating tons of fruit you're on the sunshine you're having You're like enjoying your life. You're in in harmony with nature. And then all of a sudden the body's healing. The TSH numbers are coming down. It's because the body can do that. Now you've provided the right conditions to do so. So that's my message. The body can heal as long as you provide the conditions to do so.
0: Mm, That is so powerful. And I know we connected on Instagram. Is there any other way that people can learn about you and your work and maybe how to work with you?
1: Sure. So they can go to my website, uh, drbenjaminbanoulas.com. And um, yeah, there, there's I have a free ebook on there. I have a webinar you can watch and, and stuff like that if you're interested in more about what I do.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much. I appreciate you your work and really bringing us back into our own healing and making it so easy and enjoyable. So thank you for today.
1: Thank you so much.